Good evening. Yes, we are focusing on New York tonight. In the past few minutes, Donald Trump has arrived ahead of his court appearance tomorrow. Uh, the former U.S. president flew out of West Palm Beach this afternoon. Let me show you the pictures of him stepping out of his plane as it landed at LaGuardia Airport in the last few minutes. There he is uh, with his team in tow. I remember he's being looked after by uh, the Secret Service on this trip. They've been deeply involved in the arrangements of this trip to New York. The former president not expected to stay very long in the city. Uh, immediately after tomorrow's court appearance, he'll be returning to Florida, uh, where he'll be addressing supporters on Tuesday night. Uh, this evening, he'll be spending the time at, at Trump Tower, his home on Fifth Avenue. And these are the live pictures. Uh, somewhere down there is the motorcade uh, that is making its way to central Manhattan. Um, our panel this evening, we've got the former UK ambassador to the United States, Sir Kim Darrick, uh, Tom Peck, sketch writer for The Independent, also with us. Thank you for being with us, gentlemen. Let me bring you in, Sir Kim, if I may, uh, because you've had your own history with uh, Donald Trump. I, I, I was saying earlier in the programme that it, it there's something that jars about this. These are the sort of pictures, the sort of coverage that we would reserve for a president arriving in a foreign country. And here we have a, an ordinary civilian, a former president, arriving in New York for an indictment. Um, Doug High compared it to to O.J. Simpson, and I suppose it's on that level, isn't it? I completely agree, Christian. That it looks it looks strange. Um, I mean, I can't remember quite how many cars in the motorcade, but it's 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 getting close to double figures. And this is, as you say, a former president. Who is turning up to be uh, to be arraigned in court? So, quite that level of both media interest in it, though I suppose is a huge story, but quite that level of sort of you know, motorcades and secret service and all that stuff. It does look a bit a bit strange, considering actually what is happening, which is the first president in history to uh, to be to be indicted. I wonder if you have your own personal reflection on how the Manhattan district attorney might be feeling at the moment. He's in the spotlight. Donald Trump's put it there. You've been in that position before uh, when he wanted you out of the embassy in, in Washington. How does it feel when Donald Trump turns his ire on you? Well, I think it's, I mean, I knew the moment that my, my confidential reporting leaked that I would be a target. And uh, this is a guy who doesn't sort of, um, you know, he lets you go he, he, both barrels straight away, and it's going to be vicious, and it's usually done by Twitter. So um, I was expecting it, but nevertheless, it's it's not life's nicest experience. Um, this uh, this prosecutor will have been developing, working on this case, certainly for months, maybe for years, um, and he will know what is coming, but he still may not be quite prepared for the the viciousness with which he will be um, uh, treated, uh, both by former president himself and by uh, the president's supporters. You know, it's um, it's rough, but um, but as uh, others have said in the last 24 hours, you know, justice for all. I mean, uh, no one is above the law, and uh, if there is a case to be answered and it's a felony, then uh, then Trump needs to answer it. Tom Peck. Um, Hiya. <laughs> I wonder what you make of this. Have you been watching it? Yeah, of course. I mean, they are remarkable pictures, aren't they? But what I guess is strange is, I mean, I wasn't around for Nixon, but I suspect his 
opponents felt elation when they watched his downfall. Whereas you watch this and frankly, you feel trepidation, don't you? But Trump has been... Hopefully... So, so you're in the camp that it's not voyeuristic. You, it is a moment, you think. And that's why we're so gripped by it. Because I must admit, I am, I am intrigued by, by the whole circus that's around it. Um, well, Trump is an ex-president, so he has secret, secret service detail for the rest of his days. And naturally, any, any helicopter pictures of anything always add a sense of drama or a sense of suspicion to... To, to almost any occasion, and that's clearly what's happening here. But it's certainly a moment. Trump is, it, it would only not be a moment if Trump was no longer a force in US politics. And he obviously is. He obviously wields immense influence over, as, as we've said before in this program, a majority of the Republican Party, Republican voters, who still believe the election was stolen. Now, the only way to fix that problem is for Trump to go gentle into that good night. And the more grievance that is, the more opportunity for grievance that is supplied as ammunition to his rather unhinged base, the harder that problem becomes to solve. Uh, so, Kim, we have to we have to presume we have to say that he is the Republican front runner, and and he is the most likely person to come out of the primaries with with the ticket for 2024. He's 26 points ahead of Ron DeSantis. There's no sign that the primary voters, the base of the party, is going to turn against him. We could be in a situation where the American voters are choosing next year between Joe Biden, whose popularity is rooted at 38 percent, and a president who is facing a prison sentence. We could, in the, uh, in the worst case analysis, we could, Christian, all right. I mean, I just make two points. One is, this is still extraordinarily early days. And what I remember from my time in Washington is how much those opinion polls go up and down, just how volatile they are, and how they seem to reflect a public opinion that remembers things for about two weeks and then and then moves on. Now, Trump has gone up from eight points ahead of DeSantis to 26 points ahead of DeSantis in about a week and a half, and that's pretty extraordinary. But what can go up can also come down. So let's see how things unfold. You know, the first primary isn't until uh, until January next year. So there's a long, long way to go, a good nine months mm. to go. We actually get anyone casting a vote. And a lot can happen in that time. And, you know, this Stormy Daniels case, first cab off the rank, at least three more with the Georgia case and the potential federal, federal indictment over his inciting the 6th January invasion of capital and uh, the documents down at Mar-a-Lago. So there's a long, long way to go. Opinion polls can go up and down. Let's see where we are by next year.